0: Back Ranch nation hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology with Susie Sockets in studio. Yoo-hoo. But as we always do, we got to pay homage to the boodles man out of Staten Island, baby. Always an honor to spend it with you guys. We keep these trumpets going. We got to, Susie, we got to celebrate the brass. Always celebrate. As I tell you every week, you guys can get on a Spotify, Spotify, iHeartMedia, and please do us a favor because they open up the show. Uh, Budos Band, a wonderful group out of Staten Island, who uh, really gives us an opportunity to share what we all need in life is a little brass section.
1: You know, it almost seems like that's the only song that they've done. (laughs) No, actually, if you
0: guys look at their library you can really see. Other stuff. I, I mean, look, a lot of you saying, I like salsa music. A lot of you saying, I like hip hop. A lot of you saying, I like country. I can almost guarantee you, send me your hate mail. You will love, <laughs> you will love the Budo's band. Yes. If you're new to our show, we're an automotive lifestyle show. We invite you to get on to wrenchnation.tv. In fact, last week, man, we had Richard Rawlings hanging from Gas Monkey Garage. Uh, an incredible group of people under hood. We want to introduce our board operators. They are new to the show, uh, but they're not new to EVIT. We got AJ and Alex. Get, a, get on the mic, guys. I always like to give our students a big old shout out. How are you guys?
1: Uh, we're actually doing pretty good.
0: I got to just tell you the story they had to fill in last, last minute. Last minute. And they're doing fine. Great to be here. You rock, guys. I want to remind you guys, TikTok Tuesdays with AJ and Alex. What time is the show?
2: It's from 1 to 2 on Tuesdays.
0: And let me guess, you guys cover the tickety Talk. We cover
1: TikTok, we cover the new music on TikTok, as well as we have Remix Winners of the Week and a Song of the Week. We actually explain the songs, their meanings, and
0: you guys are given the whole biography, pretty <laughs> much. We, we do can, the whole well thing. Well, then promise us, Susie, you need to give the bio thingy on Boodle's band. That's right. Oh, All right? we
1: will. Yep, that's we our re- assignment. That. We have
0: some music in the background. Let's lower it. It's still playing. For a
1: special yeah. request for you, next time we go on show this next week, we'll we'll definitely give you guys a shout out. You rock! Oh man. yay!
0: Always exciting to have uh, our family here at the east valley institute of technology if you don't know we are proudly uh for what six seven years now yeah we do the show from one of the premier trade schools in the country we're honored to to share that with you guys uh they're always giving tours out here so if you're interested if you got a son or daughter that's interested from firefighting to policing to automotive technology our favorite (laughs) uh they got a wonderful campus i mean i've had people come on the show and say, "Hey." This looks like a college campus. It does. They got everything here. So, uh, Evett, uh you want to come on down and uh, certainly reach out to us. As we do every week, we got a, a shop shout out. To oh, yeah. A lot of you complain you can find a good dentist, but you can't find a good mechanic. Isn't this right? So true. This week's shout out is the car shop. Love them. K-A-R. The car shop right here. Local. Gilbert.
1: Arizona people. Yep, good people over there.
0: You got Chris Boudron and his team. Uh, these folks are embedded into their community. Of course, Chris and his team are ASC Certified Master Technicians. The Car Shop, uh, we have them listed on our friends.tv. Uh, 480-855-8000. If you're looking and you're in Gilbert AZ, uh, you want to check out The Car Shop. So big shout out to the family over yes. at The Car Shop. Uh, we want to bring you back to our throwback episode uh, I'm going to just let the machine do what it does and tell you one of our favorites, because this is kind of the topic that we're going to cover today. By the way, you've heard it. It's been in the news. Some of you own a Tesla. Some of you bought the full self-driving. Oh, are you happy? Or are you not happy? That's the question. Because guess what? If you did, we're going to dive into full self-driving. We're honored to have computer scientists, renowned computer scientists and technology entrepreneur. Chris Peach. I hope I didn't goof up the last
1: name. I hope not either. But is are we really ready for the full drive? I don't all know. This is out? this is why we get the professional I mean, experts. We, we talked about a steering wheel falling off the Tesla. I'm telling you what is going on, but there is know. a
0: lot going on under hood. By way of technology, we always mention it. There's a 100 million lines of code, people. True story. Don't beat up the local mechanic. You're you're not
2: getting a free (laughs) test.
0: So when you think about that, uh, you know, it's a discussion that should be had. Are we ready, really, for full self-driving? Hmm. This is a big question. It is a big question. Listen, a lot of you are already freaking out, and you get over to that intersection, and here's this Waymo. I'm okay riding in that right now. But if you're a pedestrian and you do not see anybody behind the wheel, you know how we do that pedestrian yeah, driver eye. that eye, eye contact, that eye check. You got me. I got you. I'm That's crossing. Right. Well, what do we do psychologically when there's no driver? Don't walk. Don't walk. So I don't know if we're quite prepared, but we all know. Um, you know the the brilliant minds. Uh, we certainly respect. Uh, Elon Musk. I know you're listening, Elon. We That's love right. you, baby. Uh, but the full self-driving is a big deal, and uh, I'm not sure if we are ready, but Chris Peach uh, is going to join us. Um, he's got extensive background in this space. Uh, he's also been awarded Best of Internet World, Canada's Top Young Leader, Top 40 Under 40, and the founder of Smarter AI. Oh, nice. You know, I don't think AI can be dumb can it? Maybe no. that's a whole nother topic. I was
1: watching I was watching all the different kinds of uh AI robots. They they are amazing. It's
0: crazy. We're going to get Chris Vibe on what it takes. You guys know there's cameras, lidar, radar, sensors, oh my. And so we're going to talk about there's the full lot. self-driving. We're going to dissect it. We're going to go deep. Uh I did want to bring a piece of news here. Uh I is on the topic of Tesla, why not? Some of you are complaining because you say well, I would I would think about an electric vehicle, but that would just interrupt my lifestyle. Because I'm a gas guzzler and I got to go where I got to go. <laughs> but on that topic, what do we need? If we're going to drive EVs, we need the important charging stations. That's true. Some of you complaining, not enough of those. That's true. Well, listen to this. Tesla just announced, this is breaking news, people. Tesla will open a portion of its electric vehicle charging stations to drivers of other vehicles. Now that's cool. Oh,
1: that is cool. So he,
0: he didn't just say I'm this is only for Tesla.
1: Yeah. But, but I it, thought I thought like Apple, Tesla had a certain fitting.
0: Well, I think what you're thinking about is the F one fifty. Oh, is that what it is? Lightning comes with a
1: Tesla, adapter, right?
0: an adapter yeah. to help
1: charge a Tesla. Oh my, so Ford is helping Tesla. Now what's up with that? That's like back and forth, nudging. That's unity right there. Mr. Chris Farley and his marketing team said, ah, (laughs) and by the way, we can charge your house. That's awesome. At least the bathroom.
0: (laughs) But yeah, uh, the White House actually worked together closely with Tesla, and they said today it's announcing these details of the plans to build a National EV Charging Network. Wow. Tesla will make at least 7,500 of these chargers. From its Big Daddy U.S. Supercharger and Destination Charger Network. Ooh. Available for all. Elon is spreading the love. He's not greedy. He is spreading the love. Good job. But I'm sure there's going to be some teensy-weensy. <laughs> small print. Small print. Maybe we can ask Chris. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> okay. There's a reason why they're opening this up. Uh, not anytime soon. I was a little disappointed, guys. I thought, hey, in the next month. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about uh, end of year. Uh, let me get it. Actually, end of 2024. I think it's too long. Oh, really? I don't know why. What's the what's the holdup? I don't know. I mean, Silicon Valley, they make stuff happen. They do. Software they do. updates, bam. So there's got to be a reason for that. We're not sure. Maybe we can pick Chris's brain on that. Yep. Uh, Chris maybe- is probably
1: looking it up now to make <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, we're going to double check. Uh, Susie, uh, in the world of uh, automotive news, that is between the oddity and weird, do you have anything this week for the peoples?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Who doesn't love chocolate?
0: I love chocolate. You know what? Some some of you got to, you're diabetic.
1: You got to be careful. And you still careful. eat
0: chocolate. <laughs> well, you try. You try to get right. like the no sugar and then you find out, oh,
1: snap, there's some chemicals. That's right. They that come off the petroleum <laughs> pyramid. But, but yeah, they, I like my chocolate. But they do a lot of stuff with chocolate, right? I mean, they do at, at Easter. Oh, Easter. Do, hey,
0: guys, look uh, at what she, oh, wait, you got some s'mores? Hey, Easter's, wait a minute. So I'm
1: passing out chocolate Easter bunnies. All right,
0: let's take a picture of what Susie's doing for our Twitter people. Because that's
1: what they make. They make Easter bunnies. They make uh, Valentine hearts, Christmas trees. They make all kinds of stuff for Christmas, right? And actually for any holiday. And then, Frank, have you ever given chocolate to your wife?
0: I'm bad because that's my... That's my go-to when I go brain dead after 33 years. You don't know what to get. (laughs) Did you give her anything this Valentine's Day? Oh, you know I did. Okay, good. Because I wouldn't be here. No. She'd have sent me packing. Be done. Get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go. That is so awesome. You got to stop right now because you're putting pressure on me because I got more dates. My wife is every month is a date. Yeah, maybe she's not listening. Hopefully
1: she's not listening.
0: Honey, this is the first month that we met that you bought a (laughs) (laughs) lampshade. I'm like, okay. But yeah, I give the chocolate. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Mazda, they actually created a MX-5 Miata. What is it called? um, It's an MX-5 Oh, MX-5. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is crazy because the Mazda Corporation, they actually showcased this on Twitter to celebrate Valentine's Day. Ah. And this Miata-shaped piece of chocolate um, literally had like the badge with some icing and... um, It literally was on an actual frame. I mean, it had panels, door handles, body lines. So they made
0: a a piece of chocolate look like Mazda MX. Oh, my gosh. But if
1: you guys can look it up, not while you're driving, but if you can look it up, they even had a header panel with vents and windshield wipers. Sits atop a dash, has the windshield frame, A pillars, B pillars.
0: They just couldn't use clay anymore. They have now. Now I can see engineers, we're designing
1: concept vehicles, and we're hungry. Let's make them out of chocolate. <laughs> but Frank, this is where it gets crazy. The transmission, the drive shaft, it's easily identified and you, made out of chocolate.
0: All of that. Attention to detail.
1: Brake systems, suspension components, everything. Catalytic converters, resonator, muffler, dual exhaust. It is crazy. So they captured this guy from, um, he was a, he's a real, uh, a well-known uh, baker in Tokyo. Um, I don't want to mess up his name, but it uh, sounds like Kenta Hesagawa.
0: We'll have it in the show notes, but the, the the idea behind this is they got together with this uh, baker and suitably out of Japan, Mazda, and they put together a whole chocolate car.
1: It is amazing. Now, I'm going to give now, everybody... My, Why doesn't General Motors do something? Well, like that? you know what? I don't know, Frank, but I am going to give all of you my rendition of a chocolate car. Oh, you're
0: passing out some Hershey's. <laughs> well, thank you.
1: Tape, I think tape to a, a little. I'll tell car. you what,
0: uh, AJ and Alex, for an inauguration, a- you guys get all the chocolate because we're old people. We can't eat all this chocolate. We go home. We're messed up. We got to take naps and stuff. Get on the thing. What do you say about the chocolate? We just gave him Chocolate Susie with okay, what? Okay,
1: this has got to be the funniest and most unusual thing that has ever happened.
0: Take a picture on and get radio. it onto the tickety talk in the Snapchat. Be... But I like that story. <laughs> and the reason why is because I feel like if you're going to get your horsepower on with a little Mazda MX,
1: it's crazy,
0: Frank. Why not chocolate? I love the brilliant branding. How many of you like the outside of the box branding?
1: Oh, I love it.
0: You know, sometimes we get boring. Buy our stuff. No, they said, eat our chocolate and then (laughs) buy a Mazda. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to know more about this Japanese fella.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm amazed. I was so amazed. All right, so it's unfair
0: to you uh, because we're not professional radio people. We're trying to paint a picture. But if you want to see this chocolate vehicle, this Mazda Miata-shaped piece of chocolate, you can get on to MotorOne.com or friends at MotorOne.com and just look at this. I mean, it's really cool. Phenomenal. You are not joking. I mean, they have the details of a drive shaft uh, made out of chocolate. Unbelievable. So, there's your weird, happy, sugary substance (laughs) of a situation. (laughs) I want to send you guys over our good friends at automoblog.net. I know a lot of you are wondering as we're trailing through the new year. Here we are now, March 1st. We're celebrating. March is a big month. It is. Some of you maniacs are getting ready for the Cinco de Mayo. Won't be drinking and driving.
1: Wait, that's in May.
0: Well, early.
1: Early. I'm German. Oh, I celebrate that's right. in you March. Oh, You celebrate early. It's
0: pregnancy Deutsch. What I'm trying to say is we got some dates. What dates do we have in March since I goofed that one up?
1: Uh, well, what do we got? St. Paddy's. Yeah, we have St. Patrick's Day. Now, a
0: lot of you will go out drinking and you'll get your buzz on. Of course, do not drink and drive, you maniacs. Right. And you'll go home and watch your favorite Netflix. And yeah, I'm saying what you should do is everybody needs to know what is the ridiculous worst car movies
1: of all time.
0: Oh, ridiculous worst car movies. I'm just saying this would be a nice leisurely activity after you went out. Don't watch Nickelodeon or whatever you're watching, <laughs> get on to Automobile. They have our friend Tony Baraz, who's uh, he's, a, he's a writer. He's a gifted writer. He decided to do a whole story on the furiously ridiculous, the worst car movies of all time. Oh, he did. Now, I know a lot of you preparing your taxes. This will help you prepare your taxes even better <laughs> if you knew what the worst car movies of all time were. That's crazy. And I'm not going to mention a single one. You got a kid on automoblog.net. So there you have it. Uh, we've got Chris... He's going to join us. Uh, born and raised out of Canada, he's an expert in distributed networking, scalable video, and computer vision technologies. He's going to be joining us next. Bolt on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt on Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real time digital reports, multi point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. I want my mileage
1: back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent
0: feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGfindashop.com. That's BGfindashop.com. I got my mileage back. BG Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered with over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards restaurant box toppers magnets and so much more mail shark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve pay weekly pay as you go there is no pressure no contracts direct mail for more details visit themailshark.com 52 percent of the population family are women we love you ladies but less than three percent of you women are professional technicians Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking at 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Welcome back, Rich Nation, Rich Nation.tv. Always an honor to hang with you. Susie Sockets in studio. A big oh, shout out to Greg geez. Ovis with uh, Up.com. He couldn't make it today. He's negotiating some classic vehicle or something. Oh, my. He is that guy. So, Chris Peach is on hold. Chris, are you there? I'm here, guys. Right on. Colin from Las Vegas. Is nice. Las Vegas behaving lately? <laughs>
2: Greatest city in the world.
0: It is.
1: Hey, Chris, did you see the Wienermobile when it was there?
0: Yeah, the Wienermobile. They stole that catalytic converter out of Vegas. Did you hear about that, Chris?
2: No, I, uh, I must have been busy working. I missed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, give us a little background. Um, you've done some incredible things in the technology space. Talk to us about uh, some of your history.
2: Well, I'm originally from uh, from Canada um I grew up uh, studying math and computer science and uh you know once once I start you know once I got at a school and started working the first thing that I did is I went and bought a, a Porsche 928 oh my gosh oh, that's nice. a,
0: are you kidding me you couldn't just buy a Kia rio you went out and got a Porsche <laughs>
2: 928 yeah and oh my so, gosh and that and that sort of um you know that's 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 that started a Sort of a, what do you call it? A a a, a love-hate relationship with cars.
0: Sprechen so remember, Sie Deutsch? Yes. The underhood of a Porsche. Yes, we've heard this before.
2: Yes, yes. it was uh, it was a thing of beauty when it worked, uh, but more often than not, it was in the shop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. Well, let me ask you: uh, Did anyway. you the attachment yeah. to that Porsche? Obviously, um, you've researched it at the time. You said, "You know, I'm going to get me a nice Porsche." Yeah, I just—I'm just curious. Did you, when you, when you say that love hate, did you get under yeah. hood uh, at times? Like, how close were you with the Porsche?
2: Oh, I was—I was intimate with the Porsche, and, <laughs> and um, for you or for anybody uh, listening uh, that's familiar with the nine twenty-eight, um, you know that that car was designed in such a way that to make even the, to, to perform even the simplest maintenance, like to change the oil, you basically had to remove the engine out of the, you know, remove the engine out of the car to get access to you know, change the oil, change the timing belt, whatever it was.
0: Oh, my. Well, this had to have been a disappointment because I could imagine when your oil change was due, you rolled up sleeves, put on some gloves and said, you know, I'm going to do my own oil
1: change on this. <laughs> 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 but, did you, it but, sounds like you found out the hard way. But it takes three days to do an oil change on that car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: yeah, it did. It actually did.
1: That's crazy. And at that time, what was the cost of an oil change?
2: Well, um, by the time you would uh, pay somebody to take the engine out, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I think it was running me about a thousand dollars for Hi-ya.
1: the,
2: you know, for the maintenance, the routine maintenance. And what you would do is, you know, because you had to pull the engine out, you might as well, you know, replace all the, you know, belts, the spark plugs, whatever. Yep.
0: Chris it's like a turkey dinner you can't just put turkey on the on the, on the table we need cranberry we need uh, stuffing we need grandma's special t- and that's what happens I mean if you're pulling a motor oh, wow. yeah wow yeah but that didn't disappoint you I'm sure uh
2: well you know it was uh, it was uh, it was a very passionate relationship it was, uh, <laughs> I actually had a, I had a very unique 928 it was a uh, it was sort of it was a uh, I called it a 1985 and a half. Uh, 928. So the the 1985 model came with a 16-valve uh, a engine, but I think it was in 1987, Porsche introduced a 32-valve engine into the car, but they, they actually took a few uh, prototypes of the 32-valve engines and put them into just a few of the 1985s. Wow. And so I had one of those. Um, it's the only car i've ever driven that basically the faster you drive it the better the handling gets
1: the faster uh, oh yeah well aer- oh, yeah.
0: aerodynamically yeah. i think yeah. i think when you when you get into some of those great models of course the uh, that 928 uh, also trying to compete with uh, the the lot of uh, mercedes and bmw right. that come out um it's it's a well engineered machine um yes yeah. we may complain about the the sort of in-depth concern of a oil change. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, it's, you know, you're going to put your best the guy,
2: oil in the it. Ran the, local, uh, the, ran, the guy who ran the local Porsche shop was not complaining.
0: Oh, I bet. Well, he probably, you know, that's the thing, Chris. Um, you know, when you do something well, you, I'm, I'm sure that was a, some of us not familiar with that. That had been a three, four, five day deal. But like anything else that he probably round-tripped at same day. You dropped it off at eight, and he said, all right, your car's ready at five. And you're like, wait a minute, a thousand bucks. What's... <laughs> yeah, but
1: don't you think removing an engine just to do an oil change would actually maybe introduce issues too? No, no,
0: no. It's a standard affair Is uh, it? as a Porsche technician. Yeah, and, and as you said, Chris, you'd go in there, uh, and while we're in there, maybe there's some engine mounts that are worn. Let's get that done. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. it's a labor yeah. saving. So so you're
2: starting to love why? of... <laughs> My guy was very, very good at finding other things that needed maintenance while he was in there.
0: Well, this is the modus operandi of mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) This could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what side of the fence you're on, for sure. All right, so we we got this love affair. This got you excited. Um, We are talking full Um, self-driving. Give us a sense. I want to let the audience know, um, because some have just heard sound bites, whether that was on social or you know, breaking news in the evening, could we go to some of the basics of autonomous driving with the various levels of autonomous? Can you kind of acquaint everybody with you know level one, level two and and what sure. these levels do?
2: Yeah, no problem. So um, there, there are six levels of autonomous driving, starting with level zero and then, topping out at level five level zero and, and level one is basically no autonomous driving or very very minimal autonomous driving so don't don't worry about those it gets interesting starting at level two so that's where Tesla's at uh, today level two is uh, essentially hands-off you can you know you have to um, be in the driver's seat you have to be paying attention you have to be ready to take over but in most situations, the car can drive by itself and you can you can keep your hands off the wheel.
0: The key there is it's partial and there is driver assistance because a lot of folks, and this is sad, I have to bring this up. When you go and buy, let's say that 2022 or even the newer 23 model Mercedes, mm-hmm. folks are not always getting a proper walk around. I mean, it's just overwhelming. Right. Um And so we need to be clear on that. I I want to compound what you're saying because folks heard, you know, the salesperson said, oh yeah, this car drive itself, it park itself and everything. And that, that's, um, that's, that's misleading. Cause they don't
1: teach you how to pop the hood.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, uh, if you're working at the local dealer with today's modern technology, we need at least a half a day walk around. It's not like back in the day. Uh, here's the horn. Oh, by the way, this is exciting. Here's how do you use cruise control? (laughs) Wow. I mean, isn't that right, Chris, some of this is misleading.
2: Well, yeah, I I think, I think there's been some, um, some litigation recently or some legislation uh, in California, um specifically to the to you know as to the name full self-driving. So Tesla's name for its technology, full self-driving, um you know, on its face, yes, I agree, and I think most people would agree that is misleading. Um, on the other hand, Frank, uh, you know this this technology is constantly evolving and improving, and um, uh, you know, I, I personally have been a Tesla customer for about six or seven years, um, and, and I use the, uh, you know, the FSD. And, uh, you know, I, I can say from my point of view that, um, you know, it's it's getting better and better every month. Um, you know, to go back to your original point, though, the, you know, the top level, level five of of self-driving is, you know, no steering wheel in the car. And oh my! I think, yeah. So, I think we're you know we're a ways away from from level five, uh, probably decades away, uh, in my opinion. And um,
0: can I can I interject real quick, Chris? When you say yeah. decades away, decades away, that certainly yeah. isn't our ability as engineers to design the technology. Would you more say say that it is a legislative? for codifying our streets and so on and so forth. Is, is that why we're so far away from that steering wheel I, vehicle?
2: You know, I, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think, you know, the, the first reason is, and, uh, you know, everybody listening, we've all seen this. You know, every few months there's a, a, you know, a serious accident involving a Tesla vehicle, and immediately the, you know, the media jumps on it you know, serious accident, fatal accident involving a Tesla, you know, was full self-driving involved, maybe full self-driving was involved. And, you know, immediately there's a lot of, a lot of criticism of Tesla. You know, the people at Tesla would push back on that and say, and they've got statistics, you know, to, to, to back up their position, that their full self-driving is actually several times uh, more safe than you know than the average human driver now they basically calculate the number of of collisions based on the number of miles driven and i think it's something like five times uh more safe than a human driver but the difference that you know but the difference in how we perceive it is um you know if there if there's even one accident with a with a tesla fsd there's a you know a significant public outcry but you know, here in I don't know how things are in uh, in Phoenix, but here in Las Vegas, there's you know there's you know there's big pileups on the highways here basically every other weekend, and the media barely you know barely reports on it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean if what, we if we went back to brass taxes as to why ADAS you know driving awareness systems and and corrective steering lane change, it is really to tackle what traditionally is forty seven some odd thousand roadway deaths a year a lot of you ask that question like okay why do i need this technology What for what i can drive I, I i love my cruise control why make it adaptive it's because ultimately we're tr- that's a big number chris and lord knows what the worldwide number is i it's probably hundreds of thousands of roadway deaths yeah. that can occur
2: yeah it's, it's, it's a few hundred thousand per year um And so I I think uh, I think the people listening will uh, will will be aware, as most of us are, that, uh, you know, Elon Musk quite famously has been, uh, you know, promising next year, next year, next year.
0: He's he's eager. He's (laughs) eager.
2: (laughs) He's eager. He's been been promising it for I, I think actually when I bought my first Tesla six or seven years ago, I think he was promising it next year.
0: Well, I got to say on that point, you're in Vegas. Yeah. We are yeah. utterly yeah. disappointed with that tunnel, that tunnel thingy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, Chris, explain to the folks, if they go to Vegas and they hear about that tunnel, that that boring company, yeah. what are your take I, on I that? Think
2: it's, yeah, I think, it's like a, I think it's a $50 million tunnel, and they basically built a tunnel uh, between the convention center and uh, I think the other side of the Las Vegas Strip. Um, and I guess the best way to put it is that uh, the tunnel did not turn out as it was originally uh, conceived. I'll just leave it at that.
0: I mean, those original plans that we were teased Wait, now on. now I'm curious. Well, it's a, just a tunnel, but the planning, I mean, you got to love Elon. I mean, he's a marketer. He's brilliant. We're not going to knock uh, the innovation, but the plans that we saw, the tunnel's coming. Oh, it was are, so like, like you thought it was a Jetson. Are we
1: talking about the the underground, the underground, the underground tunnel, tunnel? Yeah. But
0: it, but Elon and Chris, you saw that as well. It it, it made it seem like, wow, we're gonna travel 200 miles an hour. This <laughs> but it's really, I mean, it's shtick in my opinion. It's just a tunnel. But it's uh it's an Elon Musk tunnel, and it gets you over to the convention center.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it uh, maybe saves you a couple minutes.
0: However in LA though I think I think there is some purpose behind at least the idea of boring a tunnel in a place like LA where you've got the 405 mm-hmm. and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. I mean you live I I, I think people uh, spend uh, almost as much time as they sleep on the freeways out of California but but uh, I find that fascinating. So can we go back to some of this legislation? Of course, no scandal, no sizzle, but the California DMV is sort of accusing Tesla of deceptive practices in regards to labeling full self-driving what's the sentiment amongst the industry in your circles Chris mm-hmm. is that a fair assessment uh
2: well there's no there's no question that that's a that's an optimistic name uh for what is really um, at least today really uh, driver assistance not not full self-driving um you know, uh, but you know that that being said, I think the, you know, the general sentiment among technologists is that the Tesla FSD is an amazing technology and it's um, rapidly improving. and that the gap between Tesla and its competitors um, is seems to be increasing over time not decreasing over time
0: that's what strikes me as incredible um, and it has me worried um I've had some hate email on this Chris but I, I'm I'm not going to predict the future but I think I think the domestics uh, without mentioning names really need to catch up I mean it's nice to hear that overall the technology's out and then as we just reported on these charging stations that all, manufacturers can eventually use there seems to be a culture of of sharing the technology so everyone succeeds but if the big three don't catch up i mean we're we're talking some sophisticated technology and that's what you're hearing um through the industry and and your peer network i imagine
2: yeah you know the the thing about it frank is um the the technology itself so there's there's basically two um Two main forms of, uh, of self-driving technology. One is called lidar, yep. and the other is, is computer vision. Um, Tesla is using computer vision. Um, its competitors, for the most part, are using um, lidar. Um, there's some, you know, some technical differences between the two, but you know, in theory, both of them can can enable full self-driving. But what really sets Tesla apart from its competitors today is the amount of data that that they have collected and that they continue to collect um, every day. So I think they have somewhere around 200 or 300,000 vehicles on the road today using their FSD, and they're able to collect um, feedback from all of those vehicles about um, – you know, whether it's near collisions, um, uh, uh, you know, d- d- different types of traffic infrastructure. And then they're able to, to take this data that they collect and use it to retrain their machine learning models so that we re- basically retrain the software that makes the decisions that, that drive the car. And so that software is continuously getting smarter. Whereas Tesla's competitors have uh, you know, uh, basically close to zero, uh, you know, vehicles on the road today. So uh, unless, and until that changes, um, you know, Tesla is going to continue to, the, the gap between Tesla and the competitors will, will continue to grow.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, the naysayers initially said, there's just no way that you can pull off full self-driving without LIDAR. And with the data that's being collected, as you stated with Tesla, And sort of this machine learning and observations, hundreds and hundreds, probably billions of lines of code that they're they're able to analyze. Mm -hmm. There is technically not an argument that you need lidar. LIDAR, of course, being sort of a high-resolution image, you know, almost this sort of dimensional imagery that can call out objects a little better. Tesla said, nope, we're using computer computer vision vision basically to collect that data. I mean, I think that's huge And your statement, breaks it down to the technicals of why perhaps the competitors need to, I mean, do you see that? Like I, I the domestics have said they're coming, like GM is coming out with the Equinox. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're getting into just full on EV, depending on what level of yeah. technology. Um, yeah. Do you see any competitor right now that seems to be keeping up? up are you are you worried that the distance is continuing to increase
2: uh, as of today the distance is the, that gap is continuing to grow the distance is is increasing um and you know despite i think you know throughout 2022 there were a number of um announcements from ford and other incumbents about evs and about um, you know, a, a, a autonomous vehicles. Um, but in terms of actually putting the cars on the road and getting it out there, um, nobody's doing it like Tesla.
0: Yeah, that's our understanding as well. I mean, it's, um, I think in the end, the cons- and what's really shocking, Susie, is there's next to no marketing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I mean, Tesla's not, like, they're not doing Super Bowl commercials. They're not. Yeah, I, don't I mean, there's such a huge internal. The widget is so good, it's going to sell to the masses. I mean, that's the case, isn't it, Chris?
2: They, the Tesla not only has a, a $0 marketing budget, um, Elon uh, fired the entire uh, communications department, I think, in 2018 or 19. And basically said, "Look, I can do, uh, you know, I, I can do a better job or, or a more effective job with my Twitter account." This is before he owned Twitter, so I can do a more effective job marketing this stuff with my Twitter account. Slash the marketing budget to zero. Fired the communications team. Yeah, uh, yeah, the product yeah, I, is that good.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I uh, there there has been some drama behind Twitter. However, mm-hmm. um, there is a huge uh, base when you're talking about you know whatever Elon is discussing at three in the morning. It's not always <laughs> Tesla related, but with all the great things that he's doing, I mean, you're talking twenty five, thirty, hundred million views. Um, mm-hmm. That's priceless. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I think well, Tesla should be uh, excited for level five, Frank. Well, I don't know because there won't it. be any steering wheels. Well, you know, Chris, actually, who-
2: <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to tie that back to, uh, to a, a point that you made about Los Angeles and the tunnels a few minutes ago. So, you know, when, when, when we think about autonomous driving and going from level two and, you know, gradually over time getting closer to level five, you know, most of us think about, you know, the convenience of being able to sit in the car and, uh, you know, do something other than actually drive the car, you know, make better use of our time. But one of the, um, uh, you know, sort of secondary benefits of getting to level five autonomous driving is we're going to we're going to see basically the end of traffic jams. So once all the cars on the road are able uh, are are capable of full self-driving, then we're going to see a technology called orchestration. So basically, instead of each car independently making its own decisions about how fast to drive, where to turn, where to stop, when to change lanes, etc., etc., There'll be an orchestrator that knows, um, you know, the, the starting point and the destination for each car that's on the road. And this orchestrator will be able to uh, basically calculate an optimal uh, route, uh, you know, for each of the cars in such a way that the the cars don't, you know, never have to stop and probably don't even have to slow down very much. So, you know, tunnels might be, uh, you know, might be something effective in the short term, but uh, in, in the long term, it's actually autonomous driving that's going to take care of all these traffic problems.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. We had the folks uh, ZF uh, North America, uh, ZF out of, uh, originally out of uh, Europe, uh, out of Germany, uh, We've done some work with them, and they were talking about the the connected vehicle. Like we're going to communicate, and and uh, if you're just joining us, we got Chris Peach, uh, Smarter Please visit the site. Uh, all kinds of uh, precision ADAS and DMS for trusted data and decisions. And Chris, we need trusted data. We don't need fake news under no. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, a,
1: right.
0: tell us a little bit more. We'd like to highlight Smarter AI. What do you folks do over there? Yeah.
2: Uh, so smarter ai is a, uh, actually a software platform for ai cameras with computer vision and uh and we and we make uh, vehicle cameras uh, and computer vision solutions for commercial vehicles so think about uh, you know fleets of vehicles um you know being uh, you know being driven in different industries and we're the guys that make the cameras that help those vehicles to do their jobs a little bit safer.
0: Which we need for sure. Um, and these camera systems are by far, uh, the, the technology advancements. Susie, are just incredible. When you think about just the last probably three years, Yeah. what are you seeing as the big breakthrough for camera systems? I see here smarter AI biothermal cameras. What are you seeing as, is really making some incredible headway within the camera arena so that we, uh, can see properly uh, as we're driving
2: yeah so there there's there's really two uh, you know two key enabling technologies um, one is we we now have uh, computer chips that uh, are are small enough and efficient enough to run in in cameras and yet provide a very high uh, level of computation for Machine learning and computer vision models, and the second enabling technology is five G networks. So basically, mobile networks that are capable of delivering uh, high quality video uh, across the network uh, at any given point in time and at any different location.
0: Yeah, I think five G is. I mean, a lot of us we we see.
1: Well, we have 5G capability, but we don't get it right now. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like my 5G. You don't no. like,
0: but no, 5G is future. Uh, we know many countries uh, mm-hmm. across the globe. Uh, uh, China seems to be um, with a gazillion cameras, a you know, whole different <laughs> deal there. Um, may I ask this question, just so we can either feel good or not feel good. How do we stand as a country in the arena of camera systems are we leading the way or is there a particular country that that really, wow, they're so innovating. If I can ask that.
2: Yeah. um, Well, it it depends how how you look at it, but I think, you know, it's the, it's the same as with a lot of other uh, computer technologies. Uh, America is certainly at the forefront in terms of the design and development of uh, computer vision and camera technologies. Um, in terms of the manufacturing, though, that's something that uh, that is largely done uh, in China, uh, and we, you know, we certainly expect to see that change uh, over the coming years. But you know, much like uh, much like uh, self-driving, that's that's a bit of a slow process.
0: It is, and I think I think on that topic, uh, some would ask, "Well, wait a minute, what are you saying? I mean, manufacturing could shift out of China. China has a major issue with demography right now, oh, yeah. um, and you know, consumers and producers of a society have to exist. The exact opposite would be Mexico, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Canada uh, currently um, is; it, it seems to be on a trajectory where they're 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 pretty top heavy." um, with a retiring population. And and I imagine that would take some time, but also shift manufacturing. Um, we have here in the desert here in Phoenix, uh, Taiwan semiconductor, uh, multi Mm -hmm. multi billion dollar project. It almost seems like perhaps there is this revolution to bring back high tech manufacturing a little bit more home side.
2: Yeah, it, 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 it is happening. Um, but it takes a tremendous amount of uh, investment, and, and, it takes, and it takes time, uh, once you have that investment, to bring the manufacturing uh, capacity online. So that's, that's something that's going to play out uh, you know, f- for the rest of this decade, basically.
0: As a Tesla owner that has FSD, um, a premium was paid to yep. be able to have that, that software update and, and enjoy that feature. Fair to say, mostly safe. Of course, the media will sizzle out what they do. They like to sizzle. (laughs) Breaking news! And then really, it's not. It was a driver that uh, was drunk or something. I think it's an unfair approach to all the great things that Tesla has going on. But with this recent lawsuit that's being presented, as full self-driving may not be Categorized as a phrase—that's truly what it is. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that you should have a refund? I mean, what's the sentiment of the Tesla driving community? You paid uh, additional. No. Okay.
2: No, I I, I don't. I don't feel that I should have a a refund. Um, And you know, if we if we judge by the number of cars that are using the Tesla FSD. And the number of other cars that have requested access to it and are waiting for access to it, um, you know, the general sentiment of Tesla customers is the same as mine. They can't wait to get their hands on it.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can see that. Um, somewhat active on Twitter, you know, with Ranch Nation, your mechanic. I can tell you that I I probably not have seen. A single brand over the last 50 years, and I've tried to really examine this, and I think you're speaking on this, Chris, that has such a diehard, rooted following for the, not so much for Tesla, but for the belief in the technology and where we're going uh, to the future. And I don't think you can break that back. I don't think you can break that following's back. No matter the mudslinging that's going on in the media. And let's just say this, Chris, I think you'll agree. Uh our not so cooperative government. My understanding is Elon wasn't invited to that big meeting in the White House. He's not been getting a fair shake.
2: <laughs> well, you you know, you guys were, were were mentioning earlier about the charging network and uh and Tesla uh I guess they haven't opened it up yet, but announcing that uh you know some plans to open up their charging network to their competitors, and uh, I think they have about seven and a half billion reasons to, uh, you know, to want to do that. Name and, one. Uh, and, and well, the it's uh, it's a seven and a half billion dollars of federal government subsidies.
1: Ah, there you gonna go.
2: Be, that, are gonna be, that are that uh, were recently announced uh, for EV manufacturers, subject to the condition that. Uh, you know, that the uh the charging networks had to be open.
0: You think that was a no brainer for Elon and the team? I mean, seven and a half billion is quite a bit of money. They have the largest margins by way of profit uh for the vehicles that they make. They sit pretty healthy. Um do you think it's Elon second guess that or
2: No, it's definitely not a no brainer and, and and actually I'm I'm surprised that they've announced that they've announced it. Um if it was my decision to make, I would I would not have done that. I think their their charging network is such a huge competitive advantage. Um, I wouldn't be in any hurry to to open that up.
1: Okay. interesting. yeah,
0: I mean, Elon has been on record to say that, I mean, obviously he he's building brilliant, innovative products across the board. he's He's really pushing the envelope. He's got some of the most talented engineers and in, in culture. Um, across the globe. Some don't agree. He seems to be very straightforward, get it done. And if not, you know, we got to move on. He's got a mission uh, with the team. But um, it seems to me with the history and his record that it's gone beyond naysayers and there's this nasty mudslinging going on. And it shocked me too, right before we went on air to hear about this. But as I was saying, originally, Elon's been on record that it's a future for all. Now he's going to guard the technology, but I think that's what makes it that much more favorable, fascinating, and intriguing that he truly is carving out a future for all.
2: You know the um, the amount of foresight. You know the the actual technology behind the charging network is. You know there's there's nothing proprietary about it or, you know, it's not that Tesla knows how to charge cars, you know, better than Ford or GM or anybody else. But the foresight to, uh, you know, to make the investment, you know, starting years ago and to build that um, charging network, um, you know, today has just, again, put them so far ahead of uh, any of their competitors.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, we've got a few minutes, Chris. Chris. Uh, again, I remind folks, uh, get on uh, to smarterai.camera. Um, great goings on, dash cams, biothermal cameras, body cams. Boy, if, if it's got a camera, Chris, you're all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I do have a question, and, and we do periodically, um, we'll ask our guests their take. What do you think our grandkids will view our current state transportation wise, as they look back, will they laugh at us that a, we owned a vehicle and B that we actually drove a vehicle? What do you think?
2: Uh, If you had said our kids, I would say no, but grandkids. Yeah. I I think I am inclined to agree with you. Um, You know, private vehicle ownership is going to continue to to decrease. And uh, certainly by the time, um, you know, by the time our grandkids are are of legal age to drive, um, yeah, I, I think we're 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 going to be. I think we're either going to be at level five, or we're going to be knocking on the door of level five.
0: That's wild. Um, some some time ago, back in 2019, we were honored to have Gridlock Sam Shorts, oh, who was a him. New York City traffic yep. commissioner. In fact, when I grew up in New York, he was the not that I had a care, I wasn't driving, we were hopping subways, but he had a book, he has a book out, No One at the Wheel. And in his book, Chris, and this was exciting to hear him sort of elaborate on this, he's predicting mid-century, you could be arrested for driving in certain jurisdictions. That's a bold claim, but it I think I think we're headed that direction. <laughs>
2: could be, could be.
0: Could be. Uh, Chris, you've got any events that we can uh, share with folks? Uh, Where can folks find you?
2: Where can people find me? Um, Let's see. Um, We're going to be at the, uh, there's an NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters show here in the greatest city in the world, Las Vegas. That's coming up, I think, April 10th and 11th. So we're going to be there in person. And uh, people can find us online at, uh, at smarterai.camera. Uh, and we're also on, on Twitter and LinkedIn and the usual places.
0: Awesome. Susie, pretty fascinating. That is. It's unbelievable. We'll make sure to have all those details in show notes Chris, you're a busy guy, and we are just honored that you made some time here on Wrench Nation. Are we
1: going to the NAB, Frank? We're broadcasting. Well, I don't know. we, may, we
0: may, may We may, may have to surprise, Mr. <laughs> Chris, and the team at Smarter AI, I may just show up with my little camera, GoPro.
2: <laughs> you are broadcasters. Yes, yes, we are. We got a
0: whole slew of stuff, and we get out to Vegas often. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, SEMA and Apex yep. and a, a ton of the shows so you're doing great things in the field and we want to follow up with you here in the next several months Chris you always have an open mic anything that we can do to help uh, spread the word it's all fascinating to us
1: yes thank you guys of course
0: thank you Chris yeah I mean I think people think of cameras and you know some of the
1: old timers they you know but we need the cameras. We need the yep. cameras. You know when he was talking about uh, people running out that who wanted Teslas. You know, we're going to get a Tesla. What do you think? Who do you think that demographic was? You think those were like engineers? Well, I think initially, I, I
0: really do. I believe you know anybody that you was understand. in the technicals on the technical side of things. Sure, they were gravitated to that. Yeah. But now I don't think so. I think the market is wide open. Right. And the adoption for Tesla. I, I think Chris, when he was saying, "We got to get our act together." Yeah. Um, regarding the other lines of vehicles, and it can't just be price alone. You can't just come out with a lower price point vehicle and expect to compete if the technology is not there. And that's that's some serious stuff. Yeah. Um, you guys in studio, get on the mic. Uh, would you buy an electric vehicle? Um. No,
1: not really. Why? I, Why?
0: Real quick. We got a quick. I second. don't
1: necessarily trust the
0: trust the equipment today. Seeing too many of the the accidents and stuff Man and like you're that. you're like young Gen Z. Yeah. I thought you'd be all over that wow. stuff. No. What a, you wouldn't. Why?
1: Because I see all these these cars and without the drivers it gives me anxiety. Especially well forget when about next for, to me. Forget about
0: autonomous. Let's just talk electric vehicle. You'd get rid of your ICE, your your internal nope. combustion. You would not do it. No. Man, we we should do a whole sh- we need to interview like 15 of you Gen Z. That's Z-ers. right. <laughs> Because us uh, Generation Xers... We'd do it. We'd do it. As long as it's got good <laughs> tunes, we would do it. You guys rock for hanging with Wrench Nation. If you miss bits and pieces of the show, remember we re-air Saturday right here on EVIT's campus, 88.7 The Pulse, and our world maybe not so famous podcast. Oh! Every Sunday evening, we upload that. It's an honor. And thank you, KMAT out of uh, California, you Saturday rock stars listening to the show. We'd love to hear your comments, wrenchnation.tv. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.